Are you a giver or a manipulator? You probably said, oh, I'm a giver. But in this episode of Wonderful Life, we're gonna make sure that you're a giver and not a manipulator. I'm Mary Dittman. For years, I struggled with being unhappy because I'm single and I don't wanna be. But I've learned how to be happy while I'm single. If you're ready to find peace as a single woman, you're ready for a wonderful life. business professor on the collegiate level and the creator of College on Fleek and Wonderful Life. Wonderful Life is my way of describing how it feels when you've made peace with being single. I know that there are plenty of women out there who love being single and are not interested in a relationship, but I've never felt that way. I've always wanted to be married and have a family. I'm well over 40 and that hasn't worked out for me and that's been a source of sadness for me because my definition of a fulfilled life has always included being a wife and a mother. But I realized that I needed to make peace with being single because being single did not seem to be changing. And I knew that even if I wasn't going to have what I really desired, which was a husband and a family, I still wanted to have a fulfilled life that I was excited about. And that's what Wonderful Life is about. It's not about being happy because you're single. It's about being happy while you're single. I'm filming this a couple of weeks before Thanksgiving and this time of year, it's natural to think about giving and gratitude. And sometimes we confuse giving with manipulating. I think a lot of times as singles we say, well, I just have so much to give and I just have so much to offer and so much love to give and I just want someone to share that with me. And that's good. But many times we have to check our motives. And I like how the Bible says that God looks at the heart and we need to sometimes check our motives and check our heart because sometimes we're not giving out of love, we're giving to get. And because of that, sometimes our relationships, whether it's a romantic relationship or it could be friendships or relationships with your family, sometimes we treat them less like an offering plate and more like a vending machine. As in, well, I'm gonna do this and I want this in return. And when we're giving because we want something in return, that's not love. That's manipulation, and that's a form of trying to control other people. If you ever find yourself recounting, either in your own mind or maybe to somebody else, well, I've done all these things for this person, and they haven't done anything for me. I gave them a gift for their birthday, and they didn't even acknowledge mine. I gave them a really nice Christmas present, and they gave me something terrible. I always do everything for them, and then I need one thing, and they don't do anything for me. That's keeping score. First Corinthians 13, that's where you find, you know, love is patient, love is kind, etc. And one of the definitions in First Corinthians 13 of love is that love doesn't keep score. One friend of mine had given some toys to a, a friend's child for Christmas. And um, I, I want to say the child was maybe you know, two or three years old. There, I think there were a couple of kids in the family. And so my friend had purchased several toys and shipped them to her friend with the two small children. 
and then later was telling me how annoyed she was that I sent them all these toys and they were really nice toys and they didn't even write me a thank you note back, which I'm gonna tell you, I think I have one girlfriend who writes thank you notes. I always write a thank you note. I'm just old fashioned like that, but a lot of people today don't write thank you notes. And also you're talking about a mom who has two small children. She probably barely has time to brush her teeth, much less write a thank you note. I always think it's funny when I send something to my brother or his wife or the kids, and they will write me a thank you note back. And sometimes I just have to laugh like, oh my gosh, y'all don't have to do any of this. Like, <laughs> I know you don't have the time or the energy to worry about a thank you note. But my friend was really stuck on, they didn't write me a thank you note. They didn't even, I think maybe they had texted or maybe they didn't even text. I mean, sometimes that happens with people who have really small children. I've had interactions sometimes with my sister-in-law where she'll say, I've been thinking you a text for a couple of weeks and I just haven't done it. See, we, if you don't have children, you think, well, well, why is it so hard to send a text? But go hang out with a woman who's got two small children under the age of five and listen, she's lucky if she can even find her car keys. Frankly, if she can even find her car. So if you're gonna be upset because you're giving things and then somebody doesn't act the way you want them to act when you've given them a gift, well then you're not really giving. That's manipulation. So if you have an expectation that you should call me and tell me thank you, and then you should send me a text of you with the thing I sent you, and then I need a handwritten thank you note, well, that's not giving. That's the emotional vending machine. That's, okay, I'm gonna give you this present and then you need to make a big deal and make me feel good about it. I have someone in my family that um, is really good about sending Christmas cards and I'm not. And I, I asked this person at one point, I'm like, well, you never send me a Christmas card. And they said, well, you don't send me one. And then the discussion was the formula is if this person sends a Christmas card and doesn't get one in return, they take that person off the list. And so that's why when I said, well, oh, I never get one of your Christmas cards, they said, well, you've never sent me one. And it was kind of funny, but on the other hand, it also felt very much like keeping score. Now listen, if that's how you wanna do your Christmas cards, that's cool. I don't even send Christmas cards because it's just one more thing that I would try to have to get done it's because I'm a teacher and that's usually right up on the end of the semester and final exams. So having to mail out Christmas cards is just something I'm not willing to do. Now in business, we do expect a certain quid pro quo, meaning I'm gonna go to Macy's and I'm going to give them my money and I'm going to get some merchandise. Or I'm going to go to the salon and I'm going to get my hair did and my stylist is going to get some cash. But in our personal relationships, if we're going to be transactional and we're going to have an expectation that, okay, well, I called you and now it's your turn to call me. For example, if you're going to run your personal friendships in a transactional manner with your girlfriends, if you're gonna keep score of, well, I called you the last three times, so you need to call me, then have a conversation because people can't read your mind and say to your friend, hey, listen, 
I feel like I call you all the time and you know, I kind of wish you would call me sometimes. But listen, some people just aren't, they just don't keep track of that. One of my girlfriends that I work with, one day I stopped by her office just to say hi and she handed me a dollar. I'm like, cool, do I get a dollar just for coming to say hi? And she said, no, I owe you a dollar. And she's scrounging through her wallet. And I, I also owe you still 47 cents. And I was like, I don't even know what, what are you talking about? She said, well, don't you remember like two weeks ago, you loaned me a dollar and something else for, you know, to buy a drink in the vending machine. And like, well, one, I totally forgot about that. Two, it's a dollar. I don't care. You were thirsty. You're my friend. You asked me for some money so that you could buy a soda from the vending machine. It is my pleasure to buy you a soda when you're thirsty. I am not keeping score like that with my friends. And I appreciated that she didn't want to owe me money. In other words, she didn't want me to be holding on to that fact that like, well, she still owes me that dollar. But I've made the decisions in my friendships that I'm not gonna be transactional like that. I don't keep track of, well, I bought you a $100 gift and you gave me something that probably only cost $20. I measure the value and the worth of my friendships not in finances. I measure them in terms of my heart and how much I love my friends and how much I feel that they love me. And I don't get hung up on, well, I paid for dinner last time and we went somewhere expensive and now you want to go somewhere cheap and you're paying. And listen, it's up to you. If, if that's a hang up for you, then you need to have a conversation about it. Now look, I'm not talking about people who take advantage and I'm not talking about situations where if you go out as a group and somebody says, well, let's just split the bill evenly between everyone and you're like, yeah, but I didn't drink and I didn't order a steak. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is where you're coming from in terms of when you're giving to people. One time I was running a charitable event and one of my friends gave to the charity. And then several months later, he was doing some sort of charitable event. And I was aware of it, but it was where we were asked to purchase something and I really just wasn't interested in the item that was being sold. And he came to me and was offended. And he said, well, I supported your charity and I just don't understand why you won't buy one of these things just to support me. So I went ahead and bought one just because I didn't want there to be that tension over a five or $10 item, but I just felt in some ways that it was petty. And this applies, of course, in dating relationships too. If you're going to keep score of, well, I sent him a Valentine's card and he didn't even acknowledge it, or I cooked him dinner and he's never offered to do anything for me, or I always try to help him out and he's never offered to help me with anything, that is not love. That's manipulation. And by the way, let's talk for a second about giving to men. Ladies, this is something that I have been guilty of, and most women are guilty of this because we are givers. But the truth is that if you're in a relationship with a man, he needs to give first, and then you give back. When you initiate giving, that's masculine energy. Giving is masculine. And so if you initiate giving him a card, giving him a present, cooking dinner for him, 
giving him your time and energy in terms of going and cleaning his house or picking up his mail or watching his dog. All of those things, when you're giving those things because you want him to know that you love him and you support him, if you're giving more than he is, that's a problem in the relationship, not because he's a jerk, but because you're taking the lead. Now, if, if you're in a relationship where you are the masculine energy and he's more the feminine and that works, that's cool. Dr. Pat Allen, who is a marriage and family psychotherapist in California, and she's been doing research and holding um, sessions and workshops for years on male-female dynamics, one of the things that she says is you can't have two masculine energies in a relationship and you can't have two feminine energies. And this isn't talking about gay or straight. This is talking about are you a masculine person or a feminine person? If you're a feminine woman and you are with a masculine male, you need to let him give first. And then your giving is giving back and you don't wanna give more than he does because once you do that, you're in the masculine. And that's gonna do one of two things. It's either gonna put him in his feminine and then you're gonna be mad because down the line you're gonna say, well, why is he such a wuss? Or why won't he take the lead? Well, how can he if you're in the lead? Or he's just not gonna to wanna to be with you. It'll be a turn off to him because if he's masculine, he doesn't wanna be with a masculine woman. Now, he's probably not going to put two and two together and say, oh, I feel like she's being masculine because she offers to help me with things. That's not. He's not going to know that. He's probably going to say something like, I don't know, I'm just not attracted to you anymore. And many times as women, we're using giving as a way to make that person feel some way about us or show how much we care about them or try to get them to do something back for us or feel something for us. Again, that's manipulation. Giving means you give something and then it's it belongs to the other person. So if I give you a gift, it's yours. Now, if I find out later that you threw it in the trash or you re-gifted it or maybe you were telling someone how much you hated it and it got back to me, I can make a decision from that. I can decide, well, maybe I won't give next time or maybe I'll ask a question next time. Hey, what would you like? Um, one of my girlfriends the other day, I, I saw her and I said, you know, your birthday's coming up. And she said, have you bought my present yet? And I said, no, actually I haven't. She said, let me tell you what I want. I want a gift card to this one particular store because I wanna buy this one particular item. And I said, great, okay, that's cool, I love that. I will totally buy you a gift card to that store. So asking if you're giving to someone and you feel that it's uneven, pull back on the giving. And sometimes it makes other people uncomfortable when you're giving so much because either number one, they're not able to give, number two, they don't know how to give, number three, they just don't want to. So if you're giving, then you need to be giving because that's it, you're gonna give. And if it's because you're wanting something in return, then you need to question your motives. And I went through a time where in my singleness, that was a big reason why I was 
happy with being single because I knew I was in a place where I really didn't want to give. I had been hurt and I was really tired of giving and giving and giving and feeling like I was getting nothing in return. And that was when I had to learn the lesson about giving to men. I did write a blog on this, so if you'd like to read the blog and read a little bit more about how to know if you're giving or manipulating, you can go to wonderfullife.com and check out the blog. And Wonderful Life is a dialogue, not a monologue. So put in the comments and let us know, are you a giver or do you maybe have to check your motives after seeing this? And let us know where you are on the whole issue of giving. And you can always connect with us at wonderfullife.com. And join us next week because we're going to start getting ready for the holidays with the Wonderful Life Holiday Survival Guide. Sometimes being single during the holidays can be a source of sadness or anxiety. And so we're going to help you get through that. So join us next week on Wonderful Life.